What is up, hockey fans? It's Pete Paguaga back with Mike Fornobio for another episode of Inside the Box. Mike, how is everything going today? It's going. Smoothly. Yeah? It's almost Christmas. So it is almost good. Christmas, and, uh, you know, we had a wild week of hockey coming uh, this past, well, Wednesday, really. Uh, we're just going to dive right in because on Wednesday, we had eight of the top ten teams in our poll face off Wednesday night and it was a pretty crazy I mean most games were pretty good it was yeah I I, uh, I was at uh, uh, Hamden Xavier at, at uh, Wesleyan and you, you uh, hit a couple of games down yeah I, do- I double dipped just you know luckily they were one was at five and one was at eight so I was able to get to both barely mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit but let's start off with Hamden Xavier because that's a four or five matchup um, Xavier was a semifinalist in division one last year and Hamden's Hamden. Every year, the Green Dragons seem to be in the mix. So how was that one up at Wesleyan? Found a way. Uh, Hamden scored early. Um, Xavier had a couple goals on the power play and uh, and, and kind of played a little better as, as the game went on at even strength. And uh, uh, Hamden was up 4-3 to three in the uh, final minutes. Had a uh, big penalty kill with four minutes to go and uh, and got that done. I think uh, we got a clip there of uh, Donald Moorcroft talking about that late penalty kill. Yeah, let's throw it over to the Hamden goalie. I thought we were doing a pretty good job of controlling them to the outside, especially on the last one there towards the end. Um, you know, we obviously had to work on keeping the puck on the outside there. They kept feeding the guy in the center, and I think we adjusted and made sure that we covered Oh, and that was my next song on my iTunes playing oh. after that. But well, c- could we play that? What is that? It was uh, Cherry Bomb. I was listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that that would happen. So that happened. I enjoyed that, though. That was good, right? Um, so, I mean, so, yeah, what Xavier Xavier had a late uh, power play. and Yeah, Hamden did a good, pretty good job with it. You know, like, uh, like, like Donald mentioned, you know, Chase Maxwell was kind of feeding the middle on, on a couple of those uh, – on a couple of those power plays, got the uh, the first couple of goals, and in fact, the uh, second power play goal that uh, Xavier got. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, Nick Leclerc. That's who I'm trying. To, <laughs> that's the name I'm trying to come up with. He, um, I, I think he had stopped him twice before on that power play. Uh, Moorcroft did, and uh, finally, third time was the charm there. But uh, but yeah, and uh, Xavier, you know, came on pretty good, uh, and you know, I was pressing pretty hard, but. Uh, and found a way to shut the door. Yeah, you know, this is a Xavier team we mentioned before that went to the semifinals last year. Um, they lost a lot. New coach. Um, you know, they have some talent back. Yeah, I look talented, yeah. You know, look, it's going to – hockey, it's not like basketball where if you get a really good transfer in, all of a sudden you're, you know, the number one team in the state. Because in basketball, you know, with there's five guys. Yes, there's six guys on the ice in hockey, but I think it's a little different when you have to – kind of work together not that you don't have to work together in basketball because if Joe heard that I think he might like <laughs> come in here and like knock me off my chair but I think it, I think <laughs> it's a little different in terms of basketball and like you have to you have to mesh together you have to you know kind of build as a mm-hmm. team and get you know build that chemistry chemistry yeah. so important in hockey that I think it's just look Xavier is going to be fine I don't think anyone's hitting the panic button yet um, I don't think anybody should be hitting the panic button. Um, but for Hamden, I mean, this is a good win for them. Um, they lost to Darianne, but they beat New Canaan and Xavier. I mean, those are two pretty good wins for the Green Dragons, who are always in the mix. It doesn't matter whether they have six wins or 16 wins. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you have to play Hamden, you have to play your best or you will get beat. And they look like they've got some uh, pretty good talent as well. Uh, running some, some pretty good depth out there and uh, – and they looked pretty good. Scored 14 seconds into the game, and uh, you know built a 
you know built a uh, built a big lead. You know, would they want some of those goals back? Maybe, but you know they made some good plays to set those up. So yeah, he's scoring 14, 14 seconds in is always a uh, always a good one. True. Um, speaking of another team that is still really trying to figure it out is Fairfield Prep. Um, Matt Sather and the boys have lost two games uh, this year, one to Ridgefield, and they lost to Darien on Wednesday, 2-1. to one. Uh, I was in attendance for this one. This was the second part of my doubleheader. And uh, Prep dominated the first period, like absolutely dominated the first period, took a one nothing lead, and Darien came out in the second period, and it looked like a completely different team. It really did. They, you know, I don't know what Coach Bud said to them in the locker room, but um, they just had a little bit, a little different. They were just playing a little, excuse me, maybe a little harder, or they were just playing well. You know, let me let me see, let me show, let me let you guys listen to what Mac Bud uh, had to say after the game on Wednesday. You know, we, we knew they were going to come and they were going to push early in that game, and they did. And, you know, we didn't come out ready to play. But we certainly came out ready to play after the, uh, after the uh, first period. So that was Mac Budden, if you didn't hear in the background. That was uh, Timber mm-hmm. by Pitbull and Kesha, courtesy of the Darien locker room, because we did the interview right by the locker room. And once they opened up, once Bud left the locker room to talk to us, they decided to start blasting music. And uh, they have some, yeah, they have some pretty good uh pretty good jams on their on their post game soundtrack but you know he said he goes we weren't ready in the first and uh I mean the place was packed uh prep had a bunch of fans like they always do Darian had a ton of fans uh he was at the Darian Ice House um so prep goes up one nothing and then uh in the second the sophomores come alive for Darian like they've been doing it all season Sam Erickson uh tips in a point shot ties it up and then Scott Bradley early in the third period within the first minute um, scram- there's like a scramble in front of the net. He's able to pot it. They go up two to one, and uh, on the back of Henry Feifel, I, if I mispronounce your name, please tell me because when you have a last name like me, people mispronounce it all the time. Mine so too. I get that. Yes, that's definitely true too, Mike. And uh, but this so Sean Bradley scores. Sean, not Scott. Sean Bradley scores to give him the lead. They hold on. Henry plays great down the stretch. Darian wins two to one. Now. Sean Bradley and Erickson also play on a line with another sophomore named Jameson Moore. The three of them have scored six of Darien's seven goals this season, and that includes wins over Hamden, Prep, and an OT loss against LaSalle Academy. When you get sophomores who can run like that, helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. Um, see, uh, I was talking to Bradley after the game, and the three of them, I guess played some hockey together, like AAA, whatever he said, but he said they really got close last year during lacrosse season. Uh, all three play lacrosse, which is not an uncommon thing for hockey players to play lacrosse, but very interesting. They've been playing really well together, and uh, they're a big reason why that Darien's 2-1 and one looking a lot better than they did last year. Mm. They're they're a nice little team. I mean, when you, know, when you mention that slow start, I mean, it helps if you've got a goalie like that who can... Uh who can keep you right there? <laughs> yeah, I until mean, you until you get it together. I mean, you get a goalie who can keep you in any game. You can figure out anything you want as the year goes on. And uh, you know, I think for prep, and I think we might talk a little bit more about prep as the show goes on. Um, 
you know, they're just still trying to figure it out. And we're not going to we're not going to dive into that because, again, Wednesday was so wild that we just want to keep going with that. The other game, the first part of my doubleheader on Wednesday, Greenwich, New Canaan. I, and I picked Greenwich as the number one team in the state before the year. Uh, they came out and tied in NFA an NFI team. It's a good, you know, it's a good program. It's not, it's not a knock on NFI. They're a very good program. Two two was kind of like a weird game, and I was talking to the Greenwich guys after, and they were just kind of like, eh, you know, we really didn't play our best, and you know, they were saying how they're just trying to get better as the year goes on, and they looked really good against New Canaan. They beat New Canaan three to one, and uh, Ben Nash looked awesome. Uh, the junior goalie, a lot of people say, is the best goalie in the state. Played like it. Um, the one goal they got through, he really didn't have a chance. Couldn't see it. He got screened. But other than that, he looked really good. And this Greenwich team is figuring it out. They lost a lot of guys from last year's finals team. But they have the goalie. And that, I think, is the most important part. Yeah, I think we talked last week. You know, that was kind of talking to some other people in the state that they, they were kind of wondering if, if they had the firepower to... You know, you have the goalie, but can you, you know, can you can you back them up in their own sport? And uh, they they can, they can pull out ones like that. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be good. So. Yeah, that's what uh, Chris said after the game. Their coach that he thinks you know last year. I think they have something to replace like 60, 70 mm-hmm. goals or something like that, or two sixty score uh, sixty two sixty point scores, mm-hmm. which is hard for any team to do. So he thinks oh, that and, and guys who had been there before. Yeah. You know, been, and uh, he was saying he thinks they're going to be playing a lot of these three to one games, um, but you know. And you got to go there like that. Hey, yeah, you can. and don't sleep on Sean Prattley mm-hmm. uh, for Greenwich. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He might be one of the fastest skaters in the state. This he can move. Kid can move. He had two goals, uh, scored the first one, and then um, netted the empty netter to put it away. But you know, I'm going to stand by. If you got a goalie like Ben Nash, mm-hmm. you're in it. Yep. And uh, here's what the junior netminder had to say after the win. I mean, it felt really good. You know, we came off a tough game against NFI on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we really just wanted to come out here and play a good game, which we did. Uh, you know, it was great to keep the pucks out of the net. I uh, can't thank my team enough. We did a great job today. Yeah, I did shoot this out as well. You know, my, uh, my big guys like Dylan and Cross, and especially Colombo and Mike, too. They, they do a good job of shooting guys out in front of the net. And let me see the what a nice goalie. Mm. He always thanks his defenseman. And then oh, uh, yeah. over in the other top ten matchup, number two Ridgefield, number ten Notre Dame Fairfield, and Ridgefield dominated seven one. Um, <laughs> top line doing top line things. Top line doing top line things. Uh, Nick Cullen, Will Forster, and Matt Walker have scored twelve of Ridgefield's sixteen goals. And the funny thing is, they got players behind them too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah, I mean they they they're. They're kind of, you know, they, it sure seems like they're kind of the top of their game right off the hop. And uh, you, 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 you saw Richfield this year, right? Saw them against Prep opening that opening night. What is something that they they, what is something that they do that's just so impressive? What's it kind of down to? I mean, there's, I think the depth is a big thing, and um, you know, and those guys, you know, they know each other pretty well. They've 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 been together for a bit here. They've you know they've done some big things together. Uh, that kind of experience and that kind of chemistry is is huge. Yeah, they, no. um, yeah, they they're 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 a pretty solid, pretty complete team. And uh, you know, I, I 
I'm sure it seems like they're going to be there there all year unless something really weird happens. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, the top line, the centers, <clears throat> the centers, the seniors mm-hmm. were all on the Richfield team that won it all two years ago, uh, beat Northwest Catholic 6-2 in the finals. And they and I, contributed. And yeah. There were pieces of Big piece of that team. Exactly. So to have that experience, I don't think that that's something that can be matched. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have guys in the locker room who have been there, who have done that, who know what it, you know, it's the cliche. They know what it takes to get there. <laughs> we laugh, we joke. Yes, it's a cliche, but it is so true. And, you know, you've been around a ton of different hockey locker rooms in your career, whether it's professional, high school, college, and, uh, I mean, I've actually been around some professional locker rooms, not as much as you, but having guys who have been there before is something that goes a long way, and it's really important because when you get to those dog days, you know, in the middle of February, and, you know, maybe you're playing an opponent that you should probably crush, but you don't want to get up for it, you know? You Oh, it's it's this team, so we don't have to, you know. It's guys like that who have been there before. It's the leadership in that locker room that's like, no, 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 we're going to go out and we're going to decimate every opponent. Like, that's what we're going to do from start to finish. It doesn't matter who it is, D1, D2, D3, FCAC, SCC, SWC. I don't know what other conferences, I don't know, you know, all the other hockey conferences around the state um, that leave my mind right now. But, like, you know, it's guys like that who, who keep the locker room up and, you know, there's, they have a goal. It helps. The goal is to win. The goal is to win the Division One state championship. And the way they're playing right now, and the way that they get, they got the leaders, they got the guys who have been there. It's going to be really hard to knock them off. Um, that said, one of the teams that a lot of people picked this year, uh, the defending champions, basically you, the team that you never want to face in the playoffs, is Fairfield Prep. And Fairfield Prep won the championship last year in dominating fashion and lost a ton of talent from last year's team including goalie Jack McGee I'm going to ask you this question Mike what is wrong with Fairfield Prep right now they lost a lot of guys from last <laughs> year <laughs> I, you know they're, they're that kind of team that reloads more than rebuilds and um, and you know obviously that, that senior class was huge I mean Prep usually doesn't carry a lot of freshmen, and there were five of them who were freshmen four or five years ago, whatever that is now. Um, math is math is hard. Point. This is not a math at, podcast. At this hour in the morning, it's a little rough. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I think I think they'll be fine. You know, it'll take a little bit of time to get the chemistry together and get some of those guys up to varsity speed and get you know, get some of the jitters out. I'm sure. You know, they they had that uh, they've had a couple games to do it, so they better be doing it quickly. Um, They've got uh, Notre Dame at Fairfield tomorrow, which which should be interesting. See how that goes. Johnny Longo against his alma mater, and uh, it'll be an interesting thing to see how you know how how much they've they've put it together. Yeah, I think you know it's only it's not even the new year yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people who are panicking, uh, you know, at least on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, preps down. <laughs> All right, you want to take your shots yeah. now? This is this is might be your only opportunity to get them because." Usually a relative term with them. Done. <laughs> I wouldn't want to play prep in the playoffs. I granted I wouldn't want to play Richfield either. But I'm Absolutely. saying if you beat prep at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't want to face him again unless you're meeting him in the state finals. Um, you know Matt does an unbelievable job at Fairfield Prep. He's the reason why they are a 
top tier program year in and year out. I'm not worried about them. I don't think anyone should be hitting the panic button yet. I don't think they're hitting the panic button yet. I do think the two losses is, um, I think it's a little concerning um, for them, but I don't think this is a long way to go. Look, they can get in with nine wins. It doesn't really matter. People are going to pick them. I might pick them to win the whole thing. I mean, they're like, they're Fairfield prep. They know how to do it. And if they're playing their best hockey at the end of the year, that's all that matters. They don't care about regular season wins. They don't care about conference championship wins. They care about state championship wins. And if the team is ready going into March, and that's all that matters. And they'll go up to Rhode Island next weekend and play a few pretty good teams and get a pretty good test and see where they are. And exactly. And we're going to have to keep a, we're going to have to keep an eye on LaSalle Academy because what are they playing? Five, you said? I think it's five top ten teams in Connecticut. Yeah, they could win two state championships in the same There period. you go. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? St. Anthony's in lacrosse last year? Played like Darian, New Canaan, Greenwich. Oh, I hate was like it. Look, I went to St. John. The, everywhere. I went to St. John the Baptist. We, mm-hmm. uh, we played St. Anthony's. I hate St. Anthony's. <laughs> All right, I'm not a... Gotcha. Uh, Sorry to bring it up. Yeah, that's okay. And then I was St. Anthony's was, I mean, their premier program on Long Island in terms of lacrosse, and but they couldn't beat us in baseball or basketball. Well, they did beat us in hockey, though. Oh, really? But when I was a freshman, we beat them, the freshman team, and it was like we won one game that year. We won one in 19, but we beat but St. Anthony's. But that was the one, so you're... So, so that matters. Yeah, okay. It's so. pretty good. I even got to play in that game. All right, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little D2, D3, and then we're going to take a look at uh, next week before we hit the holidays. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Welcome back. And, uh, Mike, you know, we were talking a lot of D1, understandably so. We had a lot of top 10 teams meet up. But let's let's dive in and talk a little D two D three because Amity's sitting there at three and in Division two. They got wins over Milford and, and PBD, who are both Division three teams. Say what you want, but they also beat NFI, who tied Greenwich. Now I am a uh, sabermetrics guy, so I don't believe in that in those kind of stats. But NFI tied Greenwich. Greenwich is my pick to win it all. Amity beats NFI. Simple math. Amity's a top contender in the state. (laughs) But uh, I like your logic. I love I love my logic. But all jokes aside, I mean Amity, nice start. They're sitting at three and zero. Guilford, another favorite in D two, two and one with a very interesting loss to Daniel Hand. I don't know. I don't. I did not see that coming. I don't think I did either. But. I think it's uh, I want to say Joshua Tolo has. Uh, it looks like he's got a few big goals. He's got a, he's got a bunch of goals, and he's got looks like he's got a few big ones in there too. So well, having a guy having a guy who can score like that, um, you know, at the end of the games is uh, is pretty nice. Those are two teams I'm interested to see. Yeah. To bring up. And uh, this is another interesting team who's also three and zero in Division Two. Well, Glasnevin is as well, mm-hmm. but this is a team that's of interest because, you know, last year I covered them pretty well. And they just seem so up and down all year. And that's Cheshire. Cheshire's 3 0. Uh, they beat Sheen in overtime, a D3 team. They beat, uh, where the heck did that go? Connard. And then you saw them against uh, Lyman Hall, HK, Cogginshog. That wasn't. Is this, are we, should we be buying in to what, to what the Rams are doing? It's interesting. They got a couple of lines that. 
look like they can run. They got a few different. They got a, well, they got a lot of defensemen who uh, who can play. Ben O'Connor. Yep, and uh, <laughs> he was fun. He was all over the place the other day. You got hockey player. T.J. Run thing going on it was fun, uh, and and a goalie as well. Um, you know, it was interesting. Lyman, you know, played a decent first period, and, and uh, early in the second, uh, I, th- I think the box was wrong. I think it was Aiden Weir came up the right wing on. Uh, on a two-on-one, blast one through, and all of a sudden Lyman Hall's up one nothing, and you're like, Ooh, let's see where this one goes. And uh, Cheshire got one back pretty quick and then had a power play, and at the very end of it uh, uh, got, got a goal from, you know, from the next line up, and it's like it, it's just kind of just kind of depth, I think, was, was kind of the story of that one. Um, you know, Lyman Hall was look, looked pretty good. They got some talent, obviously, as, as you know well. Yeah, I mean, and um, you know they had, they had a three-minute uh, power play in the third period. Lyman Hall did after you know major and an offset with a minor, and uh, you know they, they had those same five guys out there for the full three minutes. And you know even with the timeout, you know it oh. looked like it wears them down. Richie's uh, running but, them down. Uh, it, it's tough, I and mean, you know you, you got what you got. But uh, but yeah, it was an interesting game. You know, a lot of a lot of talent out there, a lot of a lot of interesting players, and uh, fun game to watch. Yeah, I mean uh, Lyman Hall, Adam Weir. Uh, Aiden Weir, he can score. T.J. Arudini, uh, Matt Pettit, uh, and who might be the best player in Division Three, one of the best players in the state, Kyle Roberts. Um, they they can score, and I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention their goalie, whose name is uh, Sacco, Andrew Sacco. He's a sophomore. He started last year as a freshman. Was their main guy last year. Uh, he's back, experience. Made some big stops. Uh, Richie's my boy, uh, fellow Southern alum. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've watched Lyman Hall and Sheehan both compete with Cheshire, Cheshire beating them in overtime. Now, look, you need to win those close games. You know what I mean? It's like good teams play in those games, great teams win those games. You know, that kind of baseball logic uh, that you see. But. That said, I think it's two very impressive games for the the excuse me for the Wallingford schools as well, mm-hmm. who both sit in D three. Lyman Hall is one and one. Sheen is two and one with wins over Massac and Chapag, and Lyman Hall's win is over Division two North Haven. But you mentioned Daniel Hand with I mean they beat Chapag, Litchfield, Thomas. They basically beat the Berkshire League team because that's what they basically are minus Hoosatonic. Um, and but they beat Guilford. So what? What's the difference? I guess because this was a Daniel Hand team that was kind of a lot of stuff going on last year that kind of just derailed them. And you know, here we are this year, a really nice start with a really nice win over Guilford. Yeah, I'd like, you know, I guess I'm I'm interested to see what they got. You know, I'm interested to take a look at them and really, uh, really get a good look at them because you know they haven't really yet, obviously. So yeah. No, myself, neither. I need to get out and see more games. Just the holidays and everything has just been so crazy. But, I mean, we're look, we're getting the... I'm the big believer, and once we hit Christmas, the season just takes off. And, uh, you know, we have a bunch of games coming up on Saturday. Um, a ton of games. A ton of more crossover. More top ten crossover. Uh, I love this, by the way, because... Forgot I was talking to you, but it's nice to see all these SEAC teams playing out of conference games, big games, as opposed to and when they get to the thick of their schedule, I get that's what the SEAC does. Everyone plays everybody. Whether you know, if you know me, I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of it. I think their schedule is a disservice to both their lower division teams and their higher division teams. 
We're not going to get into that because I'm pretty sure I did it last week. Yeah, we did. But I always go off about it because it doesn't make any sense. But it's really nice to see, you know, you see Richfield play prep early. You see um, Darianne play Hamden and, and, and prep. And, you know, you kind of see these great matchups. So, obviously, on Saturday we got, uh, what is it? Who is uh, uh, Notre Dame Hamden starts it off, I believe. That's it, one thirty. One thirty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They pushed the that loo. back a half hour yesterday. Yeah. Know, but... At the Lou, that's always a good one. Um, Prep is playing Notre Dame Fairfield. Let's see if the Jesuits can kind of figure some things out. A uh, nice little lower division matchup in Lyman Hall is playing against Branford. Um, always a good one. There's just so many good crossovers. Uh, Cheshire's playing Glastonbury. I mean, those are two undefeated teams in Division Two. Yep. Uh, Guilford against Watertown Pomperog. A lot of people like uh, Watertown Pomperog, and here's a Guilford team that's coming off a interesting, you know, loss to uh, Daniel Hand. Yep. Um, and then and then we have a break. Then we have a nice little break from the 23rd to the 25th for everyone to enjoy the holidays. And then we come back with some good games on the 26th. Um, you know, Hamden's going to be up in Rhode Island. Uh, Hand versus Lyman Hall. We keep bringing up Lyman Hall. Brantford versus West Haven. I feel like we haven't talked about West Haven, but West Haven is 3-0. and um, I don't know who they've played. Yes, I do, because I'm pulling it up right now. <clears throat> oh, they beat St. Joe's, and I think they beat a couple of D2 teams. Hand, uh, Hamden. West Haven is 3-1. and They have wins over Fairfield, St. Joe's, West Hill Stanford, who is a Division two team. They did lose to Guilford. Um, Guilford, who lost to Daniel Hand, who's in Division Three, so my logic says that Hand is better than West Haven. No, I kid. But West Haven's good. Yeah, after oh, they're playing well after a couple of down years. Let's not say that. Let's not you know get crazy. And Nico Kyle's a pretty good player to have. Not bad. He's pretty good when you have a player like that. I'm going to keep saying that all year when you have a player like that. Um, preps in your NPR voice too. I like that. You like that? <clears throat> I think it's just the, uh, the T's not working. Uh, preps and prep goes up to Ro- to Rhode Island to play LaSalle on the twenty seventh. I mean, there's so many games. I mean, look, I'm I'm the kind of person who I'll look at the schedule and see, okay, you know, this rink is hosting like four games today, and I'll just go there. Mm-hmm. But. That said, we are going to take a break because, well, we have the holidays coming up. And uh, I will be back next week, but we will be back next Friday because we're not missing an episode because we care too much. Right, Mike? Absolutely. And the schedule lines up, so we <laughs> so it's not <laughs> on the holiday. Exactly right. So it's perfect. So we will be back next week, um, next Friday. We have a big slate of games coming up on the 29th, including the outdoor game. Uh, between Greenwich and Darien, I will be in attendance for that game. Very excited for that game. I even yeah. had to send an email in to make sure I get, mm. you know, because they only have limited seating. And yeah, yeah, I had to get credentials, and I have to take a shuttle from the high school. Mm. I'm a little not happy about that. I don't like running on other people's time. Right. Like, if you notice me, like, if I go to a 7 o'clock game, I'm there at, like, 5.30. Mm. Like, I don't like to wait. I like to be there on my time. But... I'll be there for that. We're going to be at a bunch of games right after Christmas. I'm coming back, and I'm hitting games an entire week. I'm just going to be driving around, shooting video. So if you see us at the rink, shout us out, say hi. <clears throat> Until then, have a have a happy holidays. You got any last words there, Mike? Happy holidays, exactly, yeah.